Hey, what's going on, guys? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, welcome to drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, I wanted to come say hello to you. I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Let me know if you can hear me okay. Let me know if you can hear me and see me okay. Give me a yes in the chat if you can hear me. Um, I just had to switch out my microphone, so I want to double check to make sure I'm coming through okay. Am I hot? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? All right, good. All right, so um, I wanted to give you guys an update on a couple of things this morning. First of all, happy Monday. It is Monday, January 3rd, uh, 2022. So this is technically the first Monday of the new year. So I want to wish you a great 2022. I want to encourage you to be very intentional about setting your goals. I want to remind you that 92% of the people that set New Year's resolutions never accomplished them. But you're not part of the 92%. You're part of the 8%. That's who you are. And that's what I want you to be. So I want you to be that every day. So give me a yes in the chat if you're committed to that. And give me a B1 to let me know you, that you want to be great this year. All right. So uh, yesterday we talked about the uh, whole situation with Antonio Brown. <clears throat> you guys know I, I did a, about a about a 45-minute hour-long podcast that you can check out on drboystv.com. If you're on Instagram, just hit the link in the bio. It's right up there. And uh, we, but there's a lot to talk about. Uh, and, and you know me. I, I don't want to just talk about what they're talking about on ESPN. Sure, they're going to cover the sports side. They're going to cover the money side even. Uh, I wanted to talk also about the not just the sports and the money because I am a sports fan and I, I do have a PhD in finance. That's my area. But also I wanted to talk about the sociological issue, right, the whole issue of fatherhood. And, and I told you guys why I kind of knew from Antonio Brown's challenges earlier. I said, I bet he doesn't have a father. And I researched this and it turns out his father is a great athlete like him, but he wasn't really involved in his life. So we had a whole conversation about that. You're welcome to uh, join it. You're welcome to disagree with it. Uh, feel free to go check it out. Now, here is what I just found out this morning in terms of why he walked off the field. There was a lot of speculation. People said, well, maybe it was his CTE, which is still a possibility. Uh, some people said uh, it was because he was supposed to get a million dollar bonus. Uh, I guess if he got a few more yards and a few more catches and, and I think one more touchdown, uh, that was a possibility. Uh, you know, some people felt he was just trying to leave the plantation, which is a possibility. I agree with that. But what I have uh, also what I found today uh, from just a little bit of research on this is that basically he walked away because they told him to go in the game and he didn't want to play. So in spite of uh, some of what uh, what I've heard online where people say that he uh, that he did want to play and they wouldn't let him play. It sounds like some are actually making the opposite argument that they wanted him to play and he didn't want to play, that he had an ankle injury that he's been kind of nursing and dealing with. And he said, I'm not going out there, uh, you know, when I'm not ready. And they told him basically that if you uh, if you don't play, then you are at, you, then you'll never play here again. You It's time for you to go. You're off the team. And he said, OK, sayonara, I'm out now. Um, on one hand, uh, if he really is injured and they're making him play, that reminds me. <clears throat> I have a buddy named Etan Thomas. Uh, Etan Thomas is a very solid black man who played for the Washington Wizards for many years. Etan is a smart guy, a wonderful uh, human being. And this brother, one thing that uh, that he did that, that Etan mentioned once in an article in The Washington Post, I believe, uh, was back when RG3, I don't know if you remember RG3, Robert Griffin III, who was an extraordinary athlete for the Washington um, well, Washington football team. They were the Washington Redskins at the time. And uh, it, they were I think they were mediocre back then, just like they are right now. Uh, and he was he was he was kicking butt, taking names. He was out there, you know, breaking ankles, just killing. Me. He was amazing. But then he got hurt. And RG3 in the middle of all the hype and everybody saying, go, go, go. He still kept playing, even though he was hurt. And one thing Etan said that was really that made me think was he said, 
don't get out there consistently risking your body because that's your financial asset and they will ro- they will ruin your body in order to get you on that field because they don't care about your career. And if you look at the NFL, the NFL doesn't stand it doesn't stand for National Football League. The NFL does not stand for National Football League. It stands for not for long. And the reason it stands for not for long is because <laughs> careers in the NFL, I think, last less than two and a half years. So uh, I, a lot of you may even know people in this category. I know a lot of guys who went to the NFL, played two or three years, uh, you know, taking steroids and playing through injuries and all that. Now these guys get to about 35 or 40 and they have the bodies of like 65 year old men. Uh, they, they, you know, you might have an addiction to painkillers because you've been taking painkillers to get you through the pain to numb it up so you can get out there and play. Uh, they, they, they have the injuries where you shouldn't have been out on the field, but you were afraid of losing your spot. Right. So this, to some extent, does fit into the whole butt breaking uh, conversation, because uh, if you go back two, three, four hundred years, you guys know every Wednesday night we're reading Dr. Claude Anderson's book, Black Labor, White Wealth. You're welcome to join the book, the book club and life class totally for free. Uh, just go to BoyceWatkins.com. The link is right there. You can join us on Wednesday night because one thing Dr. Anderson educates the community on is that this has been going on since slavery. For 400 years, they've been taking the biggest, buckest Negroes and having them go up against the the strongest Negroes on the next plantation and letting them play it out. Now the game is football. Before before the game was something else. Or maybe they just have them get out in the field and beat each other to death because to some extent, some people have always seen the black man as kind of an animal. Right. And I think Colin Kaepernick did a good job of highlighting that in his his documentary, which, by the way, was very good. My wife and I watched it. So uh, it looks to me like Antonio Brown uh, decided to take a stand, whether he's injured or not. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I'm going to take his word for it. But then again, it looks like he's not going to be playing for the Bucks anymore. And it's a multimillion dollar decision. Right. And uh, and I think that what the best advice I would probably give and, and give you guys something to think about is that, you know, it's not a matter of me telling you what the right or wrong choices are. Right. You get to make that decision. That's what freedom is all about. It's really about understanding how your wealth position, your economic situation determines whether or not you can do what you want to do. Right. It determines whether or not you really have the options necessary to tell your boss, you know, to kiss your butt, you know, to give him the middle finger and walk away. Uh, A lot of us can't do that. A lot of us can't walk away from our jobs because from childhood they train you to uh, live paycheck to paycheck. They train you to be an employee in the capitalist uh, system, which un- unfortunately can become a type of slavery. And uh, and this isn't just true for poor people. This isn't you don't have to be poor to be an economic slave. I know plenty of millionaires who are economic slaves. Maybe they make two million a year. They spend two point two million a year. So every year they go deeper and deeper in debt. And so they got to keep working in order to pay those expensive bills, to pay for that 10th, that 10th Bentley that you got in the driveway, to pay for that third house you just bought, or to pay for those eight baby mamas you have, or to pay for all the cousins that you got on payroll when they ain't even doing no job, right? So a lot of this is not, so economic slavery, remember this, you don't have to be poor to be an economic slave, and you don't have to be rich to be financially free. That's because you don't have to be poor to be an economic slave. You don't have to be rich to be financially free. It's really a matter of, of, of being economically prepared, living below your means, you know, if you if you were to see the house my wife and I live in, you would probably uh, not believe anything that they say online about what my net worth is. I didn't know that. I didn't even know I was on Celebrity Network. Somehow they put some numbers up there. I'm not going to even talk about that. But but literally, uh, it, the, the reason that you do that is because you want to be ready for war. 
You want to be ready for that situation where when your money supply gets cut off or when you run into a tough situation, you are prepared to deal with that. Um, I'll give you a good example, a real life example. Um, hit the thumbs up button. Hit the thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe button. If you haven't done it yet, please do that. Also, uh, go to voicewalkins.com if you want to <clears throat> join us for stock market class tomorrow. Also on Thursday, the Black Wealth Boot Camp starts on Thursday. And all the Black Wealth Boot Camp is all about is preparing you to get off the corporate plantation and to never go back. So it's good for those of you that want to quit your job, good for those of you that just quit your job, good for those of you that never want to ever have to get a job again. That's what the whole Black Wealth Boot Camp is all about. So go to boyswalkins.com. Feel free to take a look. We start on Thursday. Uh, but but here's the deal. So let me give you a real life example. I have a friend, somebody I'm very close to, who was just in a car accident, was just hit by a drunk driver. Uh, I, this is one of the reasons why I am incredibly uh, passionate and uh, to the point of being pissed off about the, the incessant promotion of drugs and alcohol in music. Um, I have, uh, you know, I have friends that have been killed by drunk drivers uh, just on, on New Year's. Uh, she was hit in, 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 in a car by a guy that was high and drunk and he drove to the wrong side of the road and slammed into their car. And uh, now she's uh, facing possible par- paralysis multiple surgeries, a cracked spine, all these other things. Uh, and uh, and so anyway, one of the things that I thought about when this happened, and this is like just one of many tragedies that I've seen with people that are close to me, is, I, you know, were you prepared? You know, where, what, what was your insurance situation like? Were you saving your money? And uh, one of the things I can tell you is that, uh, you know, two things that are going to definitely happen in your life. Two things are going to happen. One, you're going you're gonna to probably have a crisis at some point in your life if you haven't had several already. Right. Number two, you're going to go to war with white supremacy. At some point, you're going to go to war uh, where you are in a situation that you don't want to be in and you want to have the ability to walk away. It might be uh, a toxic job that where they're treating you poorly on the job. It might be a toxic relationship where somebody's disrespecting you, but you can't leave because they make more money than you, whatever it is. And the reason financial security matters is not just so you can get rich. I don't talk about wealth because I just think, uh, you know, I think everybody should have two Bentleys in the driveway. I mean, you can get all that if you want to, but that doesn't that doesn't inspire me. I don't, I'm not impressed by material stuff. I've seen all that. Uh, the reason you want to think about economic security is because that shit keeps you safe. That protects you. That protects uh, your integrity. It protects your mental health. It protects your physical health. It protects your family. So ultimately, when I look at Antonio Brown, let's circle back around to Brown so it doesn't seem like I'm going everywhere. When I look at Antonio Brown, I ask myself, okay, you quit your job. Good for you. I hope that that was the right decision for you. I don't blame you. The NFL, it's a tough gig. It's a tough gig out here. Are you financially prepared to do that? And and I don't know. I don't know what Antonio Brown's scenario is. I don't know if he has alternative streams of income. I don't know if he's been saving and investing his money. Maybe he has. I have no idea. Um, I can say that, you know, that the way he was living his life, it seemed he was kind of living on the edge in terms of the types of women he would be around and situations he put himself into. But then again, though, you know, I, I don't know the man's life. So that's really what it comes down to in my mind is, were you ready? You know, they told you to go out there and play. He didn't want to play. Uh, according to these reports, these are the new reports that just came out this morning. They told him to go out on the field. Uh, he didn't want to play because he had an ankle injury. And uh, the question at that point is, okay, I know you want to quit your job. Are you ready to do that? Are you, you want to go to war with your boss? Are you ready to do that? You cannot go war with, to war with that white man unless you have your economics right. And that doesn't mean you have to have all the money in the world, but it means you have to at least have enough money that you can sustain yourself and maintain a, you know, an adequate standard of living without his financial help. That's literally literally the number one objective when it comes to economic security, especially for black people. Okay, guys. So anyway, I'm going to go. 
do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. I'm going to check back in a little bit later. There's some stuff going on in the stock market I want to let you guys know about. Uh, also, we have stock market investing class tomorrow at 11. So you can go to voicewalkins.com if you want to sign up for that or if you want to sign up for the uh, book club and life class. We're reading uh, Claude Anderson's books on Wednesdays or if you want to join the Black Wealth Bootcamp on Thursday. And also don't forget on January 8th, the film Hoppy, uh, which, uh, which explores economic systems going all the way back to ancient Africa by Taki Grant is shown in Houston on January 8th. So if you live in H-Town, feel free to go to voicewalkins.com. We put the tickets on there too. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Hit the thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. I appreciate it. Love you. Have a great day. And I'll keep you posted on, on anything else I find out. Talk to you soon. Peace.